Hello there, handball fans. Chris O'Reilly here with the post Budapest EHF Final Four episode of the Uninformed Handball Hour. And speaking to you on a Monday, we recorded this episode on Sunday, shortly after the final, where Vipers became three time consecutive champions, beating Fradi, the old FTC Rail Cargo Hungaria, in the final, whereas Jir picked up the bronze against Esbjerg and I was joined in the first part by a plethora of guests live on the Home of Handball Twitch channel and that was uh, Martin Vilstrup who is my co-host on The Spin and international beach handball player uh, two-time European champion also indoor player in Denmark and formerly in Norway and Germany Annie Althaus three-time champion of the EHF Champions League most recently with Jir in 2019, Lucy Marie Kretschmar playing professionally in Germany, and Dida Vind, who's played professionally in Denmark and most recently in France. They were hosting the shows all through the weekend, and I hopped in with them before we were joined by Gabriela Horvath, who's the Secretary General of the Hungarian Handball Federation, also a big friend of the podcast, professional in uh, Hungary and in Denmark in her day big part of the organization of this ehf final four so great to speak to her as well and then brian campion came in and me brian and gabby had a chat and brian and i wrapped it all up so we'll dive in and uh, as it always is with the live show <laughs> it can be a little bit hectic but hopefully you get the gist of it and uh, enjoy our little reflection on what happened in budapest over the weekend Hey, hello everyone, hello. how are we doing? We are doing well, yeah. quite good. Any yeah. quick comments on the game from uh, your perspective, uh, uh, well, Mr. Well, I'm O'Reilly. surrounded by a bunch of champions and a bronze medalist. <laughs> yeah, so it'd, be, it'd be great to hear from, from you folks. Wow. Yeah. Some people might say like that's a little bit of an anti-climax, but you can't be mad with the team. You can't be angry with the team, which are just so no. composed Dominant. and so good. Yeah. Throughout the whole season. Yeah, well, the whole season. Yeah. 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 They won their group as well. I mean, if you really see the whole season, they completely deserve it, yeah. and they uh, they go for it. And actually, what I say, they was not that ice cold like they have been last year. They they were shaking some moments, and they didn't pr- perform the first half like this well, well, um, but still coming back, like really. Look at the another special guest joining <laughs> us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I, I really, I really yeah. think oh, like the way how they stepped up now in the second half. Um, it was like really amazing like with experience but also they stay more together because actually Lucia maybe was saying in the beginning like when we watched Fradi like uh, in the uh, in the anthem of the uh, of uh, of the EGF where Fradi stay together and Vipers stay like for themselves but in the in the second half actually the players of Vipers stay together on the bench you know like and they became like this team what we what Fradi shows in the in the first half so impressive and we've been joined by another yes. person you're going to share the mic Gabriela Horvath who's uh, 
Secretary General of the Hungarian Handball Federation, member of the Peach Handball Commission for the EHF, former pro in Hungary and in Denmark, and uh, overall beach handball legend, yeah. and uh, here to share a little bit as well. Also a huge fan of the podcast as well, which is why I always wanted to get Gabi on as well. Welcome. Hi. Hello, everybody. Thanks for the invitation. And yes, I'm a huge fan. Always <laughs> listening to the podcast. I think it's really super interesting to hear what you have to say, what you're discussing overall about handball. So... Here I am. And now you're going to be on it. <laughs> yeah, it's a real privilege. <laughs> That's so sweet coming from someone who's literally in charge of this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> now it's a privilege for us to be here. Yeah, uh, exactly. Can you just give us a little bit of a insight from the Federation side? Because you just, well, besides everything that's happened on the court, you've just broken a world record as yes. well. Mm. Yes, well, this is the ninth edition of the Final Four and uh, we've been super excited about it. Also last year when we moved to this new arena, that really gave us a, a huge opportunity to further develop the product, to give a lot of nice images about women handball and uh, female club handball. And uh, this year when we learned who is going to take part, we already felt in our guts that this is going to be the final four that's going to be historic, which is actually pretty good, I think, because the whole season was uh, a historic season. It's the 30th uh, year of um, the Champions League, so I think we could just celebrate it with a historic final four, breaking the world record. It makes us extremely proud, and we've been looking for it all year. And yeah. just a little thing on the on the crowd as well, because that that was also a big talking point leading up to it about how the the Ferrari fans would also like Amazing react to fans. everything. But like, I think one of my favorite moments of this whole weekend was seeing the last couple of minutes with the game decided, but the entire arena basically yeah. standing yeah. on its feet. The Gerd yeah. fans, the Ferrari fans, Hesberg yes. and Vipers to appreciate. I think not just Vipers is the winner, but like everyone's effort in this weekend and the spectacle mm. like that was that was a really beautiful moment mm. yes I'm actually really proud and just you telling this it gives me again the same goosebump as living it a few minutes ago um, we really love this event and and I think it was like really crowning the season and I I really appreciate that the fans could feel this specialty of this edition and they were celebrating it. So this is a real celebration of, uh, of handball, I think. Yeah. And I think it's, it's excellent that all the fans stay, all the fans celebrate. Also for the awarding ceremony, everybody's here, everybody's yeah. celebrating, cheering for the winners, cheering for the players. I think it... It shows so much about handball, the whole society, the family, the fans all together. So I'm very proud of being a part of this sport. Yeah, we I are just ask the, the two newcomers to Budapest uh, on the female side, Martin. I mean, I'll ask you <laughs> in a moment as well. But I, as as professionals playing, played in France and Denmark, playing in Germany. Uh, it's first time in Budapest for both of you as well, right? Mm -hmm. Seeing the pinnacle of women's club handball. Uh, and seeing a lot of players you've either played against or played with also uh, what is what has that given you this weekend well well I have the microphone here um, 
I think it's just super exciting to be part of this history, and it's it's so funny because we keep uh, naming the slogan here, and it's not something any, anybody told me to say, but it's it really feels like you're part of history, and for me, it's it's just the the biggest event for me to to be part of. I, I think it's amazing to be here, and I it's 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 also like personally having played against many of the players in my junior national team years and in my in my club teams it's just it feels like i don't know it's just it's a big deal for me to to see how how far these people can go and i am super jealous at the same time that they're there and and i'm here but it i feel like i'm i'm part of history and it, it's amazing to be here you shouldn't be jealous you won you're here with us <laughs> okay, great. You're right, Mark. <laughs> I'm all right. You're right. You're right. It's better to be I'm, here, right? I'm friends over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but it's... Yeah, no, for me it's also like really crazy to be here and like having this atmosphere of 20,000 people being here and having like the best teams in Europe or maybe also in the world, yeah, like playing here for crowning their season. And we also said that it's like when you see what's behind this yeah not only behind the organization also behind the whole season that they worked so hard they had like every day they trained for this like for being here and that's why we also like mentioned these emotions that we saw because now it's the like the highlight of the season is over and like everything falls like down from you like the whole pressure everything that you did and then to start again then when uh, the new season starts and this is also for me as a handball player really emotional to see like how many effort they put in this and like yeah, how they're feeling after it and yeah. A connection with that just ask a little bit about the bronze medal game because I also felt with the intensity that was played and also hearing people speak about it afterwards like Anna Gross saying you know this is actually the this is the first step also for next season this takes us into that next season um, and about Jura in total you have a, a lot of connections to the players uh, it doesn't feel like the team it was basically since you left <laughs> after that after winning in 2019 but what, what do you make of the weekend from them and, and what their future holds as well with a bit of a, a generation change in a way with well, coach and captain leaving well I think we already saw that there is a change not because we had this domination of Gür where and also I think uh, we talked a lot now this weekend uh, about this that um, the teams and uh, get more wider so it's not just like you're coming to the final four you know that girl is just uh, winning so over the last two years I think uh, clubs saw and other teams saw that it's possible to win against girl and the other it's not means that girl got more bad it's means that the other team stepped up which I think it's great for our incredible sport and uh, also that we are getting like this amazing event even more exciting and more insane in some moments that you don't know what this will happen because before it was like you come to the final four and you have like a oh, girl will win you know so but now you have this beautiful Cinderella story story of Fradi and I mean um, if you are really completely honest and this is also what I spoke with the players yesterday I mean Gür don't have like this good season they had like this roller coaster season they had really some games where you think oh my goodness what's going on but uh, they struggled like a lot the last years and um, I think also after Ambrosch left uh, when I go and I, the first time when he left I think there came already some changes I mean they were still winning from the big 
yeah from the from from the big thing what Ambrosch was building up but actually you start to see like step by step things changed after and then yeah they didn't manage to step up and now um, after Duda uh, stopped I mean there's a lot of changes going on uh, a lot of things happened and I think girls also need to understand now that they need to start from the beginning again I mean they they have a completely new book it's not just a new chapter they need to start completely a new book But on the other hand, it's like we have Vipers who is now winning three times in the row the, the title. I mean, now we need to stop <laughs> Vipers and it's getting interesting. <laughs> who yeah. gonna be this? Yeah. yeah. So it's getting interesting to see. I'm very curious now for the next season what will happen. Kjør will be just fine. They will have a Danish coach next year. I wanted to ask you about Ulrich. <laughs> Ulrich Kirkley coming in from uh, Odense. Uh, Martin, did, uh, do you know much about him? What can you tell us about him? Well, he used to, when I played in Gyrgy, he was there as well, and also the assistant coach. I know him a little bit more than I know Kyrgyz, but, you know, just from this year, yeah, they're now they're in the national championship with Odense. Maybe they wanted to perform a little bit better in the Champions League that they've been doing, Odense, but in general, it's been a success for them uh, with him, and it was a little bit of a surprise to me him joining, from my perspective, the biggest club in the world. Uh, although Vibers won it three times in a row now, I still think Gyrgy uh, is the, you know, When you speak about Kyo, it's still the biggest club, so it's going to be interesting to see if you can deal with the pressure there will be in a yeah. club like that. Because one thing is, you know, having the quality and the abilities to, when it comes to being a coach, but uh, can he, you know, but it, handle the pressure? Yeah. But I still think, I mean, for Kyo, it's good, and I think they proved, and this is the, the the good thing, they proved that they they are still there. I think they play a great match today I mean the first half was amazing yeah. and I think this is like a good sign for also for the club and for the players for the next year yeah. that they don't want to uh, that they show we are here and we, we will come back maybe sometimes it gets a little bit sickening with all the compliments but we also have to say <laughs> whatever Gabriela touches seems to come out with a really great output you know only with beach handball but also this event here in general so uh, also we have to acknowledge that uh, Gabriela is doing a, a great job yeah. very great job yeah, yes I have to say so Thank you, but well the compliments are for the team. I know you don't want all the attention or all the compliments, Gabriel, but it's well deserved also. So how many hours yeah. have you all been on the stream now? Today? Way too much. Way too much? Okay. Since sounds two like way too PM. Way too less. Like I think way less. Since 2 p.m. Before we let you go then, and we just talk a little more with Gabby and maybe Brian, if he ever makes it up. If he shows uh, up. I want to ask um, for each of your... You have a time to think about this now. Is <laughs> your personal highlight, for whatever reason, of the weekend? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. And Ooh, who yeah. your personal MVP of the final four was. And it can't be Anna Vekreva because she's okay. the official one. So anyone else. doesn't have to be necessarily for sporting reasons. Ideally, yes. But it could be something else that you were inspired by. I'm done. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm done too. I was okay. thinking. I will say the first because Lucy, then you Marie will take Kretschmar. my moment away. I know it. <laughs> so, okay. Kretschmar, you're up first then. Yeah, of course, the goal from Emily Burke where she shot FTC into the Champions League final because, like, also knowing her and like playing against her in the youth and knowing which way she went until here and then being here in the Champions League final four is like already okay, whole Germany was proud of you. But then also scoring this hell of important goal for her team and seeing her like having tears in her eyes and running just away this whole emotions this was like this was great you felt like she needed that as well because there's been times 
for club and country yeah. as well, where there's been so much expectation on her, maybe unfairly so, just teammates kind of dumping it on her. It's like, come on, Emily, you know, dig us out of this you're situation. You're right, you're right. But in the second half yesterday, she was like, okay, because she wasn't alone, of course, but she needed to step up and she did. Lucy and me, we was actually talking a lot about this and I think that actually she really got in a very young age so much responsible in the German uh, national team and where everybody expect a lot from her but she was not ready for that and also she didn't have the help and uh, if you ask me I will also say the same moment because I'm really proud of her but also on the other hand my MVP was like Andrea Lekic because I think she created a lot of space for her and she gave her the power to, to uh, encourage her for, uh, to, uh, to do this I mean she was not like uh, we see Lecky for so so many years and I think like still she's fighting she's not on this level anymore but she's still creating a lot of space and especially now for a player as M Emily Burke um, she was really incredible and I talked with her and I know the way what she was working for her and uh, speaking with her also in the halftime to give her the courage and the support and I think this is exactly what Emmy needs and this, I'm very happy for her that she got it in this moment and I'm really looking forward what this moment do for her now in the next season. Your MVP, Lucy? My MVP will be Emily Burton. As well. I'll go with her. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And just one thing on Lekic as well, like uh, you see is it, she may not have the same like meter of speed as she used to have before, but she showed it a lot yesterday. Yes, one of my favorite goals from her was in the first half today, where she shows you don't have to have all the power <laughs> in the world. You just need to be yes, able to exactly. you know exactly. use physics on your side <laughs> and trigonometry, <laughs> and, and she did that really well. No, I uh, really, and I think she played an incredible game yesterday, um, and she was really like uh, the, the 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 mind, the the head behind everything, and also like giving supporting everybody. And giving the experience, I mean, she had played this final force and also she fighted, we fight together in Favara and uh, she also know this is, might be the last chance to be here, you know, and I think she really stepped up. Um, of course, you can speak like from MVPs who make the best goals and everything, but there are also players behind who are working really a lot for the team. And that's, I see that she did this and for me, it's, that's why she's the MVP. Nice. Who has their moment at MVP next? Including you, Gabi, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Are you ready? Then, um, from the organizer perspective, I cannot go with anything else than with this goal. Because then it was really the whole arena exploding. This was, I think, a huge moment. And this brought this excitement, what everybody is looking for, the chill everybody is looking for. And then, you know, she just had this very last seconds this blast and it went in and you know the arena was like completely exploding so for me the moment of the final four was really that and um, I would also go with uh, Andrea Lekic and also for her the leadership she showed but a little bit knowing the back from the background that she actually played those last many couple of minutes injured. already injured and but she just felt the team just felt it's okay but we are in the end of the season and she just she can just do that and she's needed and she would just go there and do it with the left hand I mean that was for me that was really amazing that she could just keep going but also I'm not in an easy position <laughs> because <laughs> of course I I did not see all the matches I had a lot of uh, other things to do so 
yeah, I I can only say from what I observed, but I think I I saw the moment of the final four, and that was that was this goal. And uh, watching her playing in the second half and and delivering the the game she did, I think she would deserve it. So. I, I, I want to agree. Uh, the last 30 seconds of uh, Isvia and FTC, it had my heart, my pulse racing so bad. It was... Uh, and your cursing words? Yeah. And, my cursor, <laughs> and I think I was hitting uh, Martin yeah. at the same time. I was sitting like this, oh my God. Because it was like up and down and who gets the ball and it's running and okay, she has it and shooting. It was amazing. It was... Uh, Yeah, it was a moment for history, for sure. And my MVP, I'm a goalkeeper, so I got to go with uh, Katrina Lunde. She's amazing. And my all-time favorite player was a Norwegian goalkeeper, and her name is Cecilia Leganga, and she was amazing. And I think Katrina Lunde is equally as amazing. Seventh title. Yeah, yes, seven titles. Seven. Breaking the record. She has to do a panorama picture with uh, um, trophies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can't fit it into one. We have to. I, yeah. uh, my prediction was Vipers to win the thing and Lunda as MVP, so I'm glad somebody said it. Yeah. And I was trying Always to hint it as well in the commentary. I was like, mm. oh, an MVP but it, performance perhaps. But yeah, but she's amazing like that because we just expect greatness yeah. from her. And it, it's like... You, I think we could uh, go on this today and not mention her that much, but she made a huge impact in the game she played during the weekend. And I think it's just uh, in everybody's mind that we expect greatness from her, yeah. and she delivers. Yeah, right. And I think like, but she was there in the moments where mm -hmm. Vipers needed. She was there, like yeah. with really incredible saves. But I also I, I really respect the moment when she decided to go out and to give the the other goalkeeper the chance you know like I, I really admire that she have the feeling okay now is this and actually give yeah. the trust you know and this was not easy moments where she go no. out it was not easy moments and I, this is also a greatness what you have to give to yeah. her yeah the insight yeah. yeah it must give such a boost for Sophie because she made a save in the penalty in the semi-final yeah, 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 and then and today yes, is yes, like she today. just said every time just go yeah. in go yes, in yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. and eventually it worked out yeah. but on London the saves as well like one of Ferrari's biggest strengths is the fact that they use the wings more than anyone else and they have perhaps the best wing pair but not today no. Lunda was there to shut them down and yeah, that was. really felt like it got in the minds that Malestine three times in pretty quick succession in the first half was shut down yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah. so good. I, like your choice. I like your choice the goat as they say in the church. Last not yeah. but least. Goalkeeper. Martin. Uh, well, um, you're giving me a hard time because I don't want to say the things, things that you guys said so quickly. Okay. If I have to say an MVP that you haven't mentioned because otherwise I was... You want to be unique. That I don't know, but I find it a little bit boring mm -hmm. if we give the same answer. All of us, uh, I was thinking about Bölges as well, but Jamina Roberts also thinks she pulled up a really great semi-final. And today, yeah, she's maybe not the most outstanding player, but she's there also whenever they need. And she plays a lot of minutes and mostly we say Vakieva, Yarapkova and then just Jamina Roberts. But in the total, I think she made around 13, 14 goals. And that's also worth mentioning and then stepping up as a Final Four event. Then... If I don't mention the Fradi mentality, just never giving up, which was also the case in the quarterfinal against Mets and giving 100%, we had Bea who was in here and saying, all we, we want from you guys is just to give 100%. Then I also like the, 
the the games within the game. You know, we saw Tomori going over to Nora Merck at some point when she was shooting a seven meter, and she was, I would say, trash talking to her, probably saying some words that uh, you would say to her. And that mentality from Fadi and you know they came here and underdogs just. In general, them never giving up and giving it all, and they also gave a fight to uh, to Vipers today. That maybe is like that's not one moment, but that moment with Tomori and with Merck, that's just I like those kind of small things that you know probably don't notice in general, and just uh, yeah, probably those. So Roberts is your, your yeah. If there. I don't, I'm not allowed to no, say Lunde or Bulk yeah. or whoever. Then I uh, go with Jamina. I feel I like, she's I a like little bit Jamina going on well the Also, the first time she's playing in this event, exactly. and she belonged straight like four goals in the first ten minutes yesterday. It's yeah. like I belong here. And, yeah. You know, considering she played in Hungary a few years ago, didn't like had a really miserable time. Mm-hmm. To, she's reinvented herself after having a child as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's become like, this whole new player. Uh, that is a great story as well, which should be celebrated. So. I agree. Yes. I agree. Good choice, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> You're the first one to actually give me some credit. I'm here to Precious say. Precious ego oh, again. Wow. Yeah, sure. Oh, he's yeah. crying again. <laughs> you know who was crying earlier on, you know, but life. I, real for, uh, I cry for real things. This is like nothing. <laughs> I think that we collected a lot of beautiful memories mm. and like, not just like from the sports side, from the handball side, because this was of course, like a great event and we saw some great matches and like the best handball players of the world also. But also like everything beside this, you know, and like besides also in the show or when we were off cam, I don't know. It was really like a great, great event and it was like fun to be here with you guys and like to, yeah, collect these things together with you yes. all. Mm-hmm. Same to you, Lucy. Same. I just can give everything back as well. I really enjoyed it. I think the whole event was just amazing. You guys can now get the first beer of the evening in while we substitute you with Brian Campion. Gabby, Gabby, you're going to stay for a couple of more Serious minutes. Sportsman. And Brian Campion Oi. comes on to join us. All right, Brian, welcome. Am I working? Yes. Lovely. Yes. Everyone, yes. give some love to Brian, the sweatiest man probably oh, of the, yes. in the arena, yes, running around. Right uh, we tried to get you live to uh, to speak to some of the players, but uh, the Wi-Fi isn't very helpful at the moment yeah, the for that. The connection down there but wasn't great. So. What were the vibes? What were you getting down there in the, the mix zone and the celebrations? Maybe not as wild as other years. Um, I think it's when you win three in a row, I think it's understood a little bit that maybe the celebrations and big moments aren't as crazy. But I've, I mean, Viper's very happy. FTC obviously hugely disappointed, but maybe not. I mean, it, it reminded me a little bit of Granier. You know, they're upset a bit, but also, I mean, what a performance, like second after nobody put them, in, put them down as contenders at all at the start of the season. So, From a Hungarian point of view, I know like ever since the EHF Final Four was here, uh, it's been like FTC were knocking on the door over and over again. We had like at every Final Four, Gabor Elik and Nerea Pena would be having drinks at the hotel, just like, you know, remember us. <laughs> now they finally made it. How huge is this also for the, the sport in Hungary? Well, it is. It is huge. And um, I'm really happy for them. It was a fantastic comeback um, when they joined in. And if I'm, if I'm really, really honest, I think deep in our heart, all of us who were part of the organization, we always hoped that one time they will make it. Maybe one time this is going to happen when um, when we will have this 
pleasant problem that we could sell like 40,000 tickets and this arena is just 20,000. And this is fantastic for female handball, I think. So, yeah, it's, it's huge. I think it has a great impact. But not only in Hungarian sport or Hungary, but it, I think that in handball in general and, and women handball, the images that we just created and showed the world, I think it can really, you know, elevate where we are. Yeah. So I'm very happy for this. And it kind of came in the most unexpected scenario yet, because FTC have been close a few times. This time they were coming into a quarterfinal against probably one of the most informed teams in Mets, losing the first leg heavily. Uh, it, it, it feels very, in one way, like perfectly like Ferrari, and also very unfraudy at the same time that they managed to do it. You think the reputation of the, this team has also changed over the last couple of months? No, I think so. But, you know, they were always capable of uh, these fantastic unexpected surprises, home and abroad as well. Um, it was just never this thing, like, you know, where you have to just step over your own shadow and it just never happened in the quarterfinals, even when we really expected. And this time, this time they did it. And I think it, it, it does help their reputation because they did step over now this shadow and they can be expected to do it again and again. If I can be, uh, if I can tell um, a personal story, Please. this was... This was Mother's Day. I think we are celebrating Mother's Day that, that uh, weekend, that, that Sunday when it happened. And I, when we were watching the games together with my parents, but it was also a little bit of a celebration. So from a, away from the TV, back on the TV, and then, uh, you know, you're just a bit outside and then your phone starts to ring like, hey, are you watching? Are you watching? And I'm like, okay, they are flipping around. Oh, oh my God, oh my God, what's happening? So I was actually a little bit um, celebrating my mom rather than than following the second half of that game and uh, but I was really really happy to to know that they they did that and it was incredible what happened just that Sunday afterwards like the phone was burning and the messages and you know everybody wanted tickets and <laughs> and I was just looking at the tickets yes and then looking at the comments and there are no tickets right now to buy so it was an incredible Sunday. Yeah. I'm interested to see what you think about the d dynamic between FTC and, and Gür. Obviously it's unusual for a lot of people to see FTC in the final and Gür not in the final. How do you think that's going to develop and I think it's probably only a good thing for Hungarian handball that you have Gür now who are even hungrier than before coming after FTC which se you seem to have maybe in somewhat taken their place to a certain extent like yes but i think that the perspective of this rival it's it's a little bit different from the international handball view than it is in hungary because yeah on the international level i think we have this you're put on this very the, the highest place where you, where you can put them and you just expect the best from them and always be on the final four almost always winning and being the favorite of the final four and for this somewhere they're knocking on the door right mm. but when you come down to the hungarian championships and the cups then this is always a huge fight mm -hmm. and yeah maybe Maybe Dior takes it more, but it's never easy for them. And, and, and Frodi is stealing sometimes uh, uh, the cap 
or stealing stealing the championship like recently happened. So I think it's very different because in Hungary, when these two teams playing, we always expect that anything can happen. I think on the international perspective, it's a little bit different. And uh, yeah, I think what just happened, I mean, of course, I'm, I'm really neutral in this, but I, I like when uh, when these get, things get shake up a little bit mm-hmm. and then you can also look so much more forward the next season coming out with, with these fights and, yeah. and, and these games. And do you expect it to, I mean, you said the FTC have kind of stepped out of their own shadow now a little bit, having failed four times in the quarterfinals and now made it here and then got to the final. Uh, do you think that's going to have a knock-on effect next season when they might want to attract different players or they don't maybe have the same reputation anymore that they, they can get to a final? Well, um, I don't know if, the, if if that's needed. I think, well, I, I'm not super familiar with the player um, politics of, mm-hmm. of Ferenc Varsho at the time. But I know that this is a club that's hugely respected, I think, both in Hungary and international. It's a huge club. It's not just a handball mm-hmm. club, but but um, with a huge tradition behind. And... Um, you know, they always talk about this Frodi family and, and I think that such thing does exist when it comes down to this uh, this club. Like it's a really, really um, big bound in between. And I think that the players who've been here probably are happy with, mm-hmm. with what they saw. But yeah, I mean, in a way, I think you're also right because uh, this can show that, okay, where's going there there's uh, they have they have a chance there they demonstrated an an excellent game so yeah mm. i think so this also marks the end for two big chapters in the club as well with gabor elek leaving and uh, zita suchanski as well uh, can you give us a bit of context as well uh, on these two huge characters in hungarian handball yeah well i mean for me right now it's a little bit difficult to imagine Ferenc Varos without Gabor and 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 Zizi because they were just you know they are these faces of Ferenc Varos when you think of the the the, the club then you think of them and then you think of Suchanski of course and, and a couple of others but they are so for me it's a bit difficult to exp- to just imagine how it's going to be I think they brought they had a huge impact. Uh, of course, Ferenc Varos had a really, really shiny period also when Stilai was playing and young. And then they were the one who always just won the championship under the leadership of um, Andras Nemeth. And then this other huge era came basically when, when Gabor was for a longer time here. They had some some great wins in the back then called the uh, Cup Winners Cup. Mm. They were always uh, doing fine and knocking on the final four door. Actually, I'm really happy for them that they could end this, cari- this career here in, in Ferenc Varos with making the final four, being this arena, basically a home field, um, and say goodbye to the team this way. I think this is a wonderful thing that happened to them. Yeah, regardless of how today went, like it was a very, yes, I, a I very think fitting. I'm, of course, I mean, it, had they win. But I think they, you know, they were the underdogs here yeah. and just mm. the way they crashed the semi-final, the way they came back in the semi-final, they, they showed how they can fight for it and then, and then win and be in the final. 
I'm really happy for, for them that it happened to them. And well, I think we'll talk a little bit longer. We've kept you for longer than I think we planned. And we, I, I promise you, that's how we do it. We always say, ah, 15 minutes and then 40 minutes later, you're still here. Uh, I know you have a lot of other things to, to take care of, but thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations again thank on you. the wonderful event. Thank you so much. And it's been a real pleasure to, to be on this side and yeah. not on the other side. <laughs> now you'll definitely join us again. Because also Gabby said to me now on two occasions, um, because we did our all-time all all-star team for the men, mm -hmm. she's like, when are you going to do the women's one? And oh, she's true, like, yeah. I'm interested yeah. to see who you choose for that. So I think we need to have Gabi on for that because uh, oh. <laughs> you have some opinions, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this this show really made us, uh, or made me think. In fact, I was playing a little game with some of my friends, like, you know what? Now the man is sealed, but come on, let's let's talk about who would you say when it's a woman? Mm -hmm. And we, we started to, you know, build up <laughs> our own teams, like, which are the names you would go with? So I think it, it, was, it was really great. I loved that show. And I think... Not just me, or, or not just I, who was um, who was playing this game afterwards no. with the women. And yes, the men. so we'll have to so. do it live with you. Okay, when, then I have we to promise be a little we'll, bit we better get prepared. Eduarda Amarim on for it when she feels ready. So we'll save it for when she's fit and ready, and you'll join the the panel as well. Deal? Okay, then I have to be prepared for that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good and uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you Abby. very much. It's and been a pleasure. Thank pleasure you. To have you thank on. You. Bye-bye. Uh, Brian, now that you're, you've had a moment to breathe after being down, you said it was a little bit of a, not a, like an anticlimax, you say, but like it was no. a bit more calm yeah. in comparison. I feel like probably a lot of people at home would feel the same about the, the game itself, but you can't be mad at a team for being just so damn good no, over mean, the weekend. Yeah, I mean, we always fall into the trap of being neutrals and always wanting the underdogs to win and big results and mm. huge drama. And I mean, Vipers were just head and shoulders better than them. And uh, yep. I think, yeah, no one can argue with the result at the end of the day. And it was, I mean, the club that Vipers have become over the last three years is just absolutely incredible to yeah. see. They've, they are the new Gure. It's mad. It's, it's crazy, <laughs> so, yeah. They like, seem so dominant now as well, yeah. don't they? They seem, they seem to have all the traits that Gure had even just a few years ago. Because it wasn't so long ago when they were here for the first time and they were like the happy-go-lucky, the first like Norwegian team since Larvik to qualify, mm -hmm. these like upstarts, you know. Uh, Ole Ekstad was back in coaching and he's like, oh, we're in the final four, isn't this great? Mm -hmm. They won a bronze medal match and then it was like, yeah, we're happy, happy to be here. Yeah. And then after COVID, they've come back and they've absolutely smashed. That's absolutely like, incredible. It's, and uh, that's another club where there's going to be a lot of changes over the next year, so we'll see, or over the summer, so we'll see how they react to that. But I always like hearing your perspective down on the ground as well during the game. Is there anything over the weekend that you like? You always have something, no pressure. No. But like, there's some, is there anything in particular that stuck with you? Like these little, uh, not behind the scenes, but on the sideline things. There was one thing. So I was actually um, running out with every team. Yeah. Um, and uh, I did mention it on I the live mention, stream. Yeah, as well. And I was just about to say that I, so many people come up to me afterwards going, I say I have to buy you a beer. <laughs> Because all the all the compliments you were giving me that I should cut that clip and put up on my social media channels. Because I just said your name. It's <laughs> like there's Brian Campion running out. I think yeah. I think you gave me a compliment as well, didn't you? Uh, yeah, probably. Did, about yeah. my content creation or uh, something like that. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks very much. You're welcome. Thanks very much. Yeah. Um, quite nerve wracking running out like that as well because 
you can't really see it on TV, but they have this kind of circle thing that they stand in first, and that goes up pretty high and come down again. And I'm coming out from behind the curtain, so I have to kind of run with the last <laughs> player of every team, so six times around like, yeah. over the whole weekend. And, uh, or eight times, no, no, two, four, six, eight, yes. And um, yeah, I was always worried that I was going to trip on that and then look like an absolute fool, but luckily I didn't. Good man. And, uh, <laughs> got better as the, I got better as the weekend went on, so yeah. by the sixth one it was, it was, it was very good. Uh, the first two were a bit disastrous. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what about the, like, the player you were running out with? Like, did they know that you were there following them? I don't really knew, no. They no. never turned around. I was, oh. quite, I was like a ninja in the, in the dark. Very right? good. Yeah. yeah. And makes, some, makes for some nice footage as well. Yeah, probably the only time yeah. I'm ever going to run out to a Final Four ever as well. So that was, that was quite nice. Very good. Yeah, no. I, I had a great time shooting over the weekend as well. And uh, I think it just looks spectacular at the end there when they're lifting the trophy. And uh, Anna Verkeva, like, what a fit. What a perfect fit for this team. And I mean, she signed four Vipers to do this. And she's yeah. done it already. Yeah. And MVP. It's hard to believe that she hadn't won a title before. Yeah. Like, you know, MVP of the Olympics way back in 2016, mm-hmm. 2021, and been in the final before. But that was re- what was really nice about, and I think it'll dawn on the players as well, because there are players like all the way up to Lunda, who's got seven titles now, Nedlikova, who has six in a row, all the way down to like Yamina Roberts, who never played in this before, winning it for the first time. All those young kids who got to run out in the court, play the last two minutes, which is just like what a time to, to be what what an opportunity to let them do that, and uh, and Vekareva, who's won it for the first time, so that uh, it's going to mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. I asked all of the folks here uh, for their moment of the weekend, and for their MVP, who's not Vekareva. Do you have anything in mind? Yeah, I think well, probably Katrina Lunda. I think would probably be the MVP who wasn't the MVP. Yeah. I mean, I can't stop counting at 16 saves. How many saves yeah. was it? In total was, in the end? Uh, I think she was above 40%. Yeah, yeah Six, at least 16. I mean, best keeper of all time. I mean, that's already, we've already the goalkeeper position sorted for our women's yes. team. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's no doubt in that now. I mean, not only how dominant she's remained over her whole career, but also how she bounced back from her bad injury, her bad knee injury that she had. As well, like she came back, like no, she never left, and that's a huge test, I think, of someone's per- personality and character as well. Not everyone can do that. Yeah. And a miscarriage not so long ago as yeah, well. Like yeah. there's been a lot of setbacks as we have some some like hip, hip music, music joining yeah. us in the background. In the background, yeah. Uh, no, so London that and the moment of the weekend, I think, is a bit trickier. <laughs> but I think there was one kind of moment that kind of sealed one of the semi-finals when uh, it was Gear Vipers when. There was a pass from Steen Oftedal quite late in the second half, just as they were gaining momentum, and a steal from the Vipers winger, whose name I'm forgetting now. Uh, uh, which on the left side, yeah. son of Anais yes. Anderson. And yeah. she intercepted it. It didn't look like a, a whole lot, but that was such a key moment, I think, in terms of yeah. had Gear scored there, I think we could have seen Gear in the final. Yeah. And it would have been a, a totally different uh, day today. So I think that was a very kind of small moment, which I think was, was actually hugely important in terms of the balance of the whole weekend. But, uh, yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad you said, Lunda. Did a Vind also said it? Mm-hmm. And do you remember what my prediction was? Your prediction going into the weekend, who yeah. was going to be MVP? Who was going to win and who was going to be MB- MVP? Did you say Shevkova again? No. No. Lunda. Oh, Lunda. That's, oh, yeah. why, that's why I'm bringing it up. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> she no. had the podcast in your favour yes. as always. <laughs> <laughs> Mihai saying in the, in the chat there, uh, Chris's voice is unexpectedly intact after these four insane games 
So, uh, but I want to, so Anna won it, right? MVP. Yeah. She scored 11 goals over two games. How many assists, though? Yeah. And I, th- I, I think it's, for me anyway, like, and if you kind of learn a lot about a player when, you, when you're videoing them the whole mm-hmm. time. And her and Jimmy Roberts are an absolute nightmare to the video because oh. you never know what they're going to do. The hips, players, the hips don't lie. Yes, but they, they'll fool you. And I'm, I'm going to, oh, she's going to pass to the centre back now. Yeah. And I'm going, and then I'm just like, oh, she didn't. And you end up missing so much stuff then. And it's like also, the cameras here, and they're just, they've gone but over there. You see it on TV as well, yeah. like, you know, because she's fooling everybody. Yeah. And um, so, like, it's, she didn't win it for goals, but she, I think she won it for just being an absolute nuisance mm-hmm. to every defence that she did. You could see it in the defender as well. I mean, the lumps they were tearing out of her constantly. Yeah. It was just you know you're you're doing your, your job when this when this hits going in like that as well, and I think it was just like she was so unpredictable. Yeah. Just I didn't know where she was going to go. No look passes come from all over the place. Really important goals as well. Yeah, the and timing the, of the goals. Yeah. It's, it's a bit like with the goalkeeper. You know, it's not always about the amount of goals they, or saves they have, but when they make them. Mm. And Vekareva did that in the second half in the semi final, and she set the tone in the final today, and. Uh, yeah, it's just also a delight to see, in comparison to Rostov, like remember when they lost the final Rostov in 2019, it was like, give the ball to Anna, and they were just hoping for her to come up with some kind of miracle. Yeah, She was doing the same things, but she had three defenders on her. Yeah. This time, the, ca- the opposition couldn't do that because Yershevkova's there, yeah. uh, Roberts is on the other side, and uh, so it's nice to see what it's like as her being a part mm. of, a, of a bigger team in that sense. Mm. And despite her not taking such a, like a dominant role, she's been the MVP of this weekend and she's had her highest scoring season in the Champions League, which is, yeah. while being a, on a bit part player, but like being a part of the team. Yeah, so it's huge, really allowed her to uh, unleash yeah. herself. And a huge smile on her face as well. Yeah. She seems to be really enjoying uh, her handball playing with Vipers. So that's great to see also. Yeah. Um, but I think how their backcourt, the three players you named there, Roberts, Jervkova and uh, Anna, it's just how they link up together. I mean, they're, I mean, probably more similarities between Roberts and, and Anna yeah. than anyone else. Yorkova is kind of her own player in that regard, a little bit more direct, but a bit more of an armor on her. On her. Um, but how they complement each other is just really, really incredible. Yeah. Anna, like as you said, drops a shoulder, doesn't get by her defender, but just dishes it off to to, to Roberts. And then she's dancing around the place as well. And you have Jorkova coming in like an absolute bulldozer. I mean, it's, it's a nightmare to deal with. And when you, when you contrast it with another backcourt, which is also quite different in terms of each personality, is the Gyur backcourt today. You have Steen Oftedal, Enzimenko mm. and Anna Gross, all incredible individual players of their own. But it never felt like they could link up properly or get anything going in the backcourt of certain parts of the game. Parts where they needed to perform. I mean, especially the first half. That was an absolute disaster. Yeah. Um, but, um, or sorry, second half, sorry, it was absolutely disaster. Um, but they, they do they seem to run into a lot of kind of dead ends with each other where they kind of didn't have any answers to any questions, but you never felt that with the Vipers backcourt. The only, like, what's coming to my mind now is a bit like the Danish men's team at the World Championship this January where you had Pitlick and Gietzel on either side, mm. like, and then Hansen in the centre, but Vipers are better in that sense because you have these two players who are just like, dancing around you it's like facing three boxers two of them are like ducking and diving and then the third just punches you straight in the face when you're not paying attention yeah, yeah. you know solid jab yeah and that's yeah. uh over there just to bang them in when necessary when you're when you're done with having the other two uh dancing around you um yeah and yershapkova moves on 
to Denmark next season. Roberts and uh, Vekreva will stay on, I imagine. Uh, Roberts definitely, I guess Vekreva, who, who knows uh, with, mm. but I, I guess she's staying next season as well. A bit, so. Not a hot take now, but do you think she's a bit easier to replace than trying to replace Anna Vekreva and Jimena Roberts? Well, they've brought in Paula Arcos, who mm. I guess will be one of the people they have in mind for that, mm. uh, who is again like a third player who's going to be moving around a lot. So maybe they're, I don't know, maybe they need another one who can bang in some easy goals that is something they're going to have to figure out it's going to it's hard to imagine them having well I, we probably said that last year but every year it's like a new collection of the or a variation on that team but they're just as good if not even better mm -hmm. so who's to say that won't be the case next year yeah. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to make that that take now but yeah, when we were shooting in the media call the, the, the Vipers players we were talking about Anna how, and how she's like actively learning Spanish and we were asking, why did she not? Because she, oh, she'd much rather live in Spain than she would in Norway. And I was thinking, <laughs> well, I'm not sure who she's going to play for in Spain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be anyone in Spain she's playing for anytime no, soon. Not no. if she wants to win the Champions <laughs> no. League again. No. Uh, so, you gave your MVP your favourite moment. Um, what was your favourite moment? I said it, I, I didn't actually say it properly. I said it, mentioned it at the beginning. Uh, it's a bit of a corny one. It's because uh, everyone else went for a bulk scoring in the semi-final, which I think is yeah, like no, the, that is, yeah. that yeah, is yeah. an immortal moment. Mm -hmm. But what I really liked was the last two minutes of the final and the whole arena, every single set of fans standing up and just like appreciating the whole thing. That's not what I expected from the FTC fans. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, of course, they were, they were backing their team all the way, but the Jura fans rising to their feet, just everyone kind of appreciating what both teams put into that final. And uh, there was a clear winner in the end, like appreciating their brilliance, but also FTC's just like grit and determination. And Lunda is like the, for me, that kind of alternate MVP, but also I think a very close second is Andrea Lekic. Like, mm. what a hero. Yeah, I don't uh, see, I mean, I, I, I dread to think like what her body's like now because yeah. I thought for a moment she broke her collarbone and then she just like went back out there again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see what happened to her. Maybe we'll have to report back in that yeah. again. Uh, Mia's saying here, the biggest loss is a coach in my opinion. Uh, mm -hmm. What this man managed to do over the last year is irrespective of who left and who joined the team, Vipers kept the same consistency and that is true. And yes. Like he is and he, would he, we, we didn't hear from him for a long time. Yeah. And then when he came well, he out, went into investment banking. Yeah. <laughs> he gave up after Larvik. He was like, no, I'm going to be an investment banker now. He like, probably killed it there as well. Probably did. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But. And then went back and, uh, and now clearly he's fallen in love with the sport again and is uh, moving on to Odense. Yeah. Great signing for them. Great signing for Odense. Yeah. Um, but Thomas uh, Hlavati, the assistant coach, uh, Knedlikova's, uh, partner is staying on taking over the reins so I think there's going to be a, a, a kind of a smooth transition there mm. so it's not like they're getting a whole new coaching team in mm. the, the assistant takes over a guy who has plenty of experience like he's been a coach at Dürer he's been a coach at Rostov mm. he's been a coach at Vipers now it's time for him to take on a head coach role and uh, yeah he's had a lot of good influence mm. I would say uh, a mixture of Ambrose Martin and uh, Oli Ekstad as his mentors. So I think he'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'll be okay. Biggest shock of the season or biggest shock of the day. Henny Rice that went in the top goal store. All time top goal. Both. 
top goal scorer for the season and yeah. now the all-time oh, top scorer. Oh, was it all-time as well? Okay. Yeah, yeah she, now she has that. And uh, at the age of 24. The for the season? Yeah. Uh, all-time for an EHF Final Four history. She has that now, I think 58 at Final Four events. 146-something. It's wild. 140-something. 442 goals it's this really season. Wild, isn't yeah. It? Yeah, I mean, scoring over 100 goals in the Champions League is a huge feat, but never mind. 142. Yeah. Getting to 150 almost. I mean, that's... A finishing fourth. A finishing fourth again. Will Esberg ever win, win a game in Budapest? That feels like an Alex Kuhler. He's Alex Kuhler today, so we're feel, like... I feel like yeah. maybe... I mean, Jesper has one more shot at it. Yeah, well, before he moves before on he to moves coach on. Denmark. Yes, yeah. he's one more season. Or stay with Denmark, yeah. I think it's probably a good thing that he's one more crack at it next yeah. year. And then there'll be change, regardless of what happens. Yeah. So they can really go for it next time out. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they were. you talked about them being shocked in the semi-final. Oh, They're quite right. shocked today as well. I, the second half, I think, was good for them. In that mm. sense, they kind of made it a game. But the first half, if they'd yeah. lo- If they'd lost by 12 or so, then, yeah, yeah it would uh, be painful. Oh, we have big news. Yes. Before we go, we're just going to wrap up there, but we can do a giveaway for a signed jersey of the champions, Vipers Christiansand. What a prize. What are we going to do? Is it just like uh, exclamation mark competition or prize? Okay, we're going to find out in a moment. So That's a great prize. That is a great... I mean, can I participate in this? <laughs> yes, you can. We, uh, can I sign into my... Win a signed jersey from the champions, the three-time back-to-back champions. Vipers, and we got it here. Oh my oh days. Oh my goodness. Only the Hello. second team in history to do it, to win three in a row, after Gear did it a few years ago. So there you have it. Who's, uh, whose jersey is that? Is, I should know the number 20. Oh, Chepchet. Lisa Chepchet. All the signatures. Holy moly. What a time to be alive. Uh, and we're going to get the, the thumbs up when it's time. And it's exclamation mark ticket. Put exclamation mark ticket in the chat right now for your chance to win a signed jersey. Well, don't say we don't look after you, folks. Yeah, and oh, we didn't do anything here. We saw prize for all, right all, to the end as well. Yes, yeah, for sticking with everyone right through the day. Oh, now we're flying. <laughs> right. So why we uh, why we give that away? Anything else you'd like to? To touch on before we wrap up here in Budapest, the set is being brought down behind us. The arena is being deconstructed. Yeah, I just, I, I still can't believe that Gabrielic is leaving. You know? Yeah. I mean, you just get here now and you feel like, okay, now we've made re- a real big step. And then he's like, no, that's, it won't get better than this. Yeah. I mean, maybe he knows something we don't know, but maybe thinking, look, we won't do that again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Will, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, will they do it again? Like, it was such a remarkable journey like literally coming back from the depths of handball hell in the quarterfinal mm. and in the semi-final it would be a tall task to do it again next t- season yeah. but we'll, we'll see what uh, because you're thinking like French teams will be back in force like Mets are gonna you know, yeah. Odense are gonna come at them there's gonna be almost certainly a third team from two of the big countries so it could be Hungary could be Denmark mm-hmm could be France. I think they're the three countries that are most likely going to have these third teams coming in. So the whole competition is going to get a lot deeper yep. all of a sudden. And uh, yeah, scary, scary prospect. So 
I mean, yeah, get the job done. He's put a lot of time into it, so yeah. maybe years. maybe he'll come in and like uh, and as an emergency coach if uh, things go to pot, you know. So he's he's nothing lined up as of yet. Not that I know of. No. no, hungry coach. Yeah, because he's not he's not that old either. No, as well. I mean, no. he, he surely have a bit of management left in him. But yeah, yeah. Um, Bill, as a who is it, Billy? Billy Vitesse. beautiful jersey. It's a beautiful jersey. And it is a beautiful Indeed. jersey. Just show you one more time. Reminder, yes. We still have time to enter. Exclamation you? mark ticket. Put it in the chat. We'll give you another minute or so to win it. All the signatures are on there. And even the tag on it. Look, for all those collectors out there. They love that. <laughs> An original. Absolutely. But yeah. What was your goal of the, the, goal of the weekend? We just saw the top five goals there of the day, and any one, any uh, the first one, first or second one in that first half today, from uh, Sandra Solushi Zachik, the one that two that pinged off the bottom of the crossbar. Oh yeah, they were pretty remarkable. The bulk one, yeah, that's like a moment in time, you know, for her career, for FTC. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a, if there was a particular Vipers one. They were just so like damn prolific. <laughs> like the, nothing, none of them really stand out. They were just all really, really good. Um, yeah, for the the moment itself, bulk for the pure like quality. Uh, Solushi Sachik. Yeah, a few Stina's goals as well in the semi final. Oh, yeah. pretty incredible. That's true. Like, yeah. Wow, true. Yes, that's in the in the semi final. The one with the coming in from the left, the broken wrist, lob over the keeper. Oh yeah. She did a couple of those, but the one in the semi-final. Yeah, Stina Oftedal has come to a new level as yeah, well. She had to, though, didn't she? Yeah. I mean, that was the whole thing. Maybe she should go back to Vipers. Yeah. I, I don't think Jura fans would like that at no. all. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. All right, I think we can, because uh, we're going to wrap up in a moment. I think everyone wants to go home. We're going to have some lovely sparkling waters. So shall we... Uh, should we give out the jersey? How does this work normally? You can no longer enter. So it does it automatically. And Enzo Bozo, with a 7.69 percentage chance of winning, has won the giveaway. Congratulations to you. What a prize. And it's apparently a back-to-back victory for Enzo Bozo. That's uh, top-notch. Wow, what a way to wrap it off. Huh? Thanks for saving that little surprise for us. What was that, Clements? Saves postage. <laughs> yeah, that's all <laughs> the Clemens cares package, about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's that uh, the bottom line with That's Clemens. the it of a. Uh, that's the it. That's the end. Thank God I wasn't saying this shite in the uh, <laughs> on the live stream. <laughs> Save the good stuff for Twitch, huh? Uh, I think we can uh, we can wrap up for the weekend. Uh, thanks to our colleagues, uh, Lucy Marie Kretschmar, Dida Vind, Anya Altaus, and Martin Vilstrup, who. Uh, kept the ship running big time over the last few days they did a great job and uh, we'll all be back on Twitch in Cologne in a week and a half's time <laughs> do it all again looking, do it all again even Alex Kulash will be on site as well I believe right yeah yeah he will so the three of us will be together we'll do a podcast every day I believe all three days and we'll thank be you back. Chris as well thank you. so much to thank you ah, that's what I'm here for yeah. Yes, thank you, the Brian. Golden pipes of the Champions League. And they, the, thank you so much to everyone for watching. I hope you had a great weekend. Congratulations to Vipers Christian Sand, three time champions in a row. Goodbye. See you next week.